bonus episode opening theme fade out. I think it's gone. Hello, Lindsay. Hey, Sean. You want to play an episode of What Boy Does Lindsay Like? Always. It's cool if I have two opening themes right next to each other. It's totally professional and not amateurish. (laughs) Whatever. So, I've teased this game to you before. Threatened more like. We're going to do the anime Samurai 7, which you've never watched. Correct. I'll explain to the listeners, the men you usually like, you judge them by their actions as well as their appearance, correct? Correct. You need to know like what kind of people they are and how bad. But hair plays a big part as well. Yeah. Now Great you, hairstyle. You do like the guy in Angel of Death? What's that anime? He's mm-hmm. all wrapped up in bandages. Do you see his hair in that? I've already forgotten. A little bit sticking out of his hoodie. Yeah. And I'm with you. I don't want to see what he looks like. Yeah. That, like Erica from Super S. Everybody check it out. That she was like, she was all ready to be like, okay, I want to see what's under those bandages. And you're like, nah, nah, nah. Keep the bandages on. <laughs> Which I'm the same way with women who dress up like stormtroopers. We're not going to go into it. Open your <laughs> internet browser, Lindsay. I'm going to give you a website to go to. And you may laugh at me because I slapped this together with my mediocre HTML skills and kind of ran out of time towards the end, which you will see. Okay, you should be looking at a picture of the lead samurai, Kambe. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Lindsay's face right now. She's not that impressed. No, he is old. Do you want to? Do you want to read like the character description right after? Calm, stoic, highly capable war warrior, responsible for the death of many enemy lives. Yeah. So I just also wrote down a couple of things he does in the show. He sliced a dynamite vest of ribbons before it could explode. He caught Kilala, which is... Kilala? No, 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 not the the cat. I'm pointing to the adorable cat figurine I have on my mantle. No, this is the (laughs) uh, female love interest in the show. Uh, She's a villager who's tasked herself with finding um, samurai to protect her village. Does she have cat ears? Does she turn into a cat? No. Does she have fire on her paws? No. Does she have fangs? No. Hmm. She is far more lame. I guess I should tell you the plot of the show. (laughs) It takes place (laughs) in a steampunk style future where giant bandits who are robots are stealing rice from some villagers and they have no way to defend themselves. So they go to the city to try and hire samurai with whatever meager means that they have. Should I have more of a poker face as we're going through these? Um, sure, yeah, okay. if you want me to guess. Could, but you saw someone you liked? Huh? No. Uh, <laughs> are you lying? <laughs> I don't know if you scrolled down or not. Anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, he caught Kilala in midair to, and used his sword to slow their descent. He defeated a gang of friendly samurai to prove that they are too weak for the mission. Chops off a uh, different character's robot head oh, many, yeah. many times. That's so friendly. Yeah, not deadly samurai. <laughs> friendly samurai, that bastard. <laughs> oh yeah, he's kind of a dick in the show, but oh. he's like one of those like, oh, I know, I know what's best for everybody type. That hair's. Just he chops whole ships and robots and not half. look like he washes it. And he denies the advances of the female uh, Kilala. Oh. So he's like Sounds one of those. Sounds like a winner. 
So let's go to the next person, Katsushiro. He is young, inexperienced. He desires to be a samurai without knowing what that ultimately means. And he's also the frequent whipping boy of the show. Uh, let's see. He's put in charge of protecting the girl while the real men go off and fight. He finally kills someone in the middle of the show and then suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder for pretty much the rest of the show. And he accidentally kills another samurai with an automatic weapon. Gonna go down a little bit. You wanna read this guy's description, Gorobe? Acrobatic, dexterous, a bit of a street performer constantly putting on a character. Kind of comic relief, but there's a bigger comic relief character within the gang as well. So he catches arrows before they hit his face. He catches a fifth one in his teeth. He disguises himself as a prostitute later in the show for some wacky comedy. So, Shichi Ryoji, the next one. He's an old friend of Kambei, the guy you don't like. <laughs> he's uh, spent his entire life after the war in brothels until he's called up. And I think it's, he's the last one to join the crew halfway through the show. And he has a robot arm. And that picture makes him look drunk. <laughs> I was going to say, I think we know why he's hitting the brothels. But he's just kind of sly. So the next guy is Heihachi. You may remember me confusing him in the show with Hachi. Uh, <laughs> not the same person. Read his description. Friendly, full of joy, a bit of a pacifist, was a traitor in the war and thus despises traitors himself. Do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. um, has never killed a man, but several women. <laughs> I didn't write that. <laughs> but I guess I didn't specify. <laughs> So he's an engineer, and he's pretty much in charge of making big death uh, weapons. He looks like the stock engineer character. Yeah, and he also disguises himself as a prostitute. As a prostitute. Uh, oh, Gorobe, by the way, was the first person to die in this show. Most of these characters die, oh. I should say. <laughs> awesome. Next we get down to Kyuzo. Extremely quiet, antisocial. He's an assassin. He works for the bad guys before joining the team only because he wants to kill Kambei. Like, he recognizes him as the ultimate person to like fight. He's like the ugly leader, right? Right, exactly. Cuts a vase in half. Um, he kills a sniper with no help. Just one of those it's just pretty dead... Pretty good considering he's got swords. Yeah. Pretty much only uses swords. And we get to uh, Kikuchio, who's the comic relief character, befriends the token little girl of the show. The shippo, if you will. Oh god, it's got a shippo. Yeah, it does. <laughs> he's oafish, he's zany, he's not a real samurai, I don't think. Half samurai, half farmer, all robots. Yep. That's exactly correct. Destroyed an entire hut just to get to the hostage taker inside. He uh, has a noble death preventing the crashing of a giant fortress where only his feet are left. Robot feet? Yep. And the little girl cries. Anyway, and then down at the very bottom, I just put the villain of the show. <laughs> so I'm going to take a guess All right. at who you like. I'm going to say it's Kyuzo, the guy in the red who uh, wants to fight to the death. Really? You left out that he's got a darling red trench coat. Ah, a badass. 
You know, my second guess, based on like your reaction, I didn't know you scrolled down that far, but I thought it was going to be the young boy character, uh, Katsushiro. Yeah. And I was going to have to disappoint you by saying that he's like the worst in the show. They no, give he him... looks like a massive pansy. He's got a bow in his hair. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. To the point of like, okay, television show, give me something. Give me one good thing that he does. Like he could learn something, but then he accidentally kills the man you just chose as your boyfriend. <gasps> what? Yep. I hate him. It was by accident. I still hate him. Yeah, and the show wants you to hate him. It's like terrible, but yeah, he he. That was the death he got. This awesome guy who I really know nothing about. I'm just kind of going on looks. It's not good because he sees a guy. He picks up a semi-automatic weapon, kills him, and then. The guy he kills falls, and then it's revealed standing behind him was Kyuzo, who's been riddled with bullets, and he like, coughs and dies. Oh, see, he's got a nice pointed chin. He's got nice, nice hair. Looks like, you know, it's not trying to do anything with it. It's just naturally disheveled. It's great. He's got a nice red trench coat. And Super he's a murdering cool. psychopath. Or I guess it's a duster, right? Because it's cut up the middle. Nice red duster. Uh, love the the assassin. Antisocial. So I'm imagining if he challenges, um, like, gross-haired leader guy in a fight to the death, um... Either one of them win? No. If he's shot by the little kid? No, yeah, because every time they fight, it ends in a draw, and one of them usually retreats until they ask Kyuzo to join their team. He says, I'll do it on the condition that after we finish our job, you and I go to a mountaintop. Yeah, they make it really sexual, too, because whenever one of them retreats, the other one looks and goes, I can't wait to fight him. (laughs) Um, the bad guy is gross. The robot's gross. <laughs> gross? Oh. Uh-huh. Um, engineer is gross. Drunk guy is gross. The other street performer is gross. Little kid is gross. And the leader's gross. Oh. Or is gross. It's slim pickings. Yeah. Figured it might be, because I don't care for the animation in this show either. It's not a good show. But yeah. if you ever check it out, at least you have that to look forward to. If I, yeah. Fan favorite. Have to pick. Kyuzo. Ah. Absolutely. Down at the very end, there is a link. Click oh, it. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Here's all the characters nude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, Samurai. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, dear. Samurai 7 is a remake of an old movie called The Seven Samurai, so now we're going to find out which boy you like of these. <laughs> it's a movie made in 1950. Here we go! So we got Kambe, who is the same type, but he's less of an asshole and more of a wise Obi-Wan type. Has far less hair. Yep. He shaves off his top knot in the beginning to pretend to be a monk and it's a you know really noble move and it's all his idea to save the villagers you scroll down you see katsushiro he has way more redeeming qualities in this movie 
He does mm -hmm. frequently does good guy stuff. Heck yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. He falls oh, in, sorry, poker face, uh, poker face. He falls in love with the village girl at the end. Or, I'm sorry, in the middle of the movie. Um, the movie's four hours long, so a lot happens in it. But one of the things that does happen when the samurai get there, her dad uh, makes her up to look like a boy so that none of the samurai fall in love with her or, you know, rape her. Uh, but he sees her in the woods thinking she's a guy and says, what are you doing out here? You're supposed to be training with the other men and, like, tackles her and then, like, grabs something and goes, <gasps> and then gets up and immediately, like, is embarrassed and feels ashamed and then of course falls in love with her they fall in love with each other doesn't end up with her at the very end because of all of his learning experiences taught that they are of two different worlds that they are farmers he wants to be a samurai the twins shall never meet so it's kind of sad but anyway. so there's Gorobe <laughs> He also dies first, gets shot with a gun, which were fairly new back then. Shichiro Jiju, who I frequently get confused with Gorobe because they kind of look similar. He's an old friend of Kanbei. A little bit further down is Heihachi, the woodcutter, who was the uh, pacifist engineer in the other ring. Uh, Kyuzo. I'm going to go ahead and guess you don't like this incarnation of him because he's an old man. <laughs> Not an assassin, but the best swordsman out of all of them, for sure. Because he kills somebody in a sword duel. Fan Killed the head bonk test. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Kikuchio, who's the robot character in the other one. This guy is a fake samurai. He just used to be a villager. Now he's kind of a thief. He's the bad boy of the movie. Holds the sword at the wrong end. Oh, he's the guy on the left in the picture I'm showing you. Uh, Toshiro Mifune, great actor. The head bonk test was how Kanbei was testing the might of all the samurai they were asking to help. He'd invite them into a hut, hide behind the door, hit them on the head with a piece of wood. If they dodged it or just knew immediately, they would like, oh, you're worthy of me asking you to help us, kind of thing. Uh, Kikuchio got so drunk <laughs> that he got hit on the head and then just ends up tagging along with them until he proves his worth. And then the bandit chief at the very end is the villain of the, the movie. So from your reaction, I'm guessing Katsushiro is your guy in this one. Well, I don't know. Um, Heihachi's not too bad. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. He's a Kurosawa regular. He's been in a couple other movies. Um, but, on the other hand, uh, Picuccio. Oh, great. Looks like he'd be fun. Yeah. He's got a great smile. He looks like he's having a ball. Alright, we'll go with him. Oh, my God. I'm happy it's to hear that. not all based on looks. Yeah, that's true. You may like his personality in the movie as well, because he is... Boy... I went for from the quiet antisocial assassin to the zany, loud, clumsy thief. Yep. <laughs> but he proves his worth. At one point, he leaves to steal a rifle, and does it all by himself. But puts the village in jeopardy by abandoning post. Yeah, and someone does <laughs> die, but they kill like four bandits because of that. So not all bad. 
<laughs> and he learns his lesson that he doesn't take this as seriously as he should. All right, click on the link at the bottom. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm putting you through this. This film was remade as The Magnificent Seven, a Western. So here we have Chris Adams at the top. That's Yul Brenner. He is bald under that hat. Uh, below that, we got Chico, who has been combined with the Cucuccio character, but he's also the young... Uh, so he's kind of the young idealist. A little bit further down. <laughs> All these pictures are of different sizes. I'm so sorry. Bernardo is <laughs> Charles Bronson. Harry Luck. Then we got Steve McQueen. Vin Tanner. <laughs> My favorite, Brit, who's James Coburn. He's the assassin character. He uh, kills a guy in a knife throwing contest. <laughs> Yeah, Lee, my second favorite. Quiet, too, I guess. <laughs> but he has an awesome moment where he looks in his uh, revolver, sees he only has six shots left, and bursts into a room and kills three people. And then the villain is Eli Wallach. Okay, so Slim Pickens here. I'm going to keep this silence in. <laughs> I guess kind of like how that Chris Adams looks in a hat. I like how he wears that belt. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no. This cool sort of before Lee, but this isn't a great picture because he looks kind of. I couldn't find the good. Like picture. he was panicking. Like he was like. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, we're gonna go with the leader this time. Really, Yul Brenner. Okay. All right, click the link down at the bottom for our last bit of fun. This movie was remade in 2016 as The Magnificent Seven. Here at the top, we have Denzel Washington as the leader <laughs> with some sweet mutton chops. We got uh, Red Harvest, which is a reference to the uh, source material that the Seven Samurai might have been based on. He's a Comanche warrior with some sick face paint that yeah. probably wouldn't have existed back then. Yeah. A little lower we got Vasquez, who I think I've seen in other movies. I just couldn't be sure. Below that we got... Like you're asking me, I've got face blindness. Got I'm probably not even going to recognize Chris Pratt when we get to... I did not recognize Stenson. Oh, wait, look, Star-Lord. Yep, Joshua Faraday, kick-ass name. He does die in the movie, which I was pretty shocked. I've heard a lot of people do. Yeah, most of these people do die. And then we got Vincent D'Onofrio as Jack Horn, a mountain man. Oh. Hey, they were together in Jurassic Park. D'Onofrio was in yeah. Jurassic World? Yeah. Which one? The, the, the Chris Pratt one, the first Chris Pratt one. Oh, okay. Well, I yeah. mean, which Chris Pratt one, the first one? Yeah. Okay. Kind of got eaten by a raptor. Sorry, spoilers. Oh, that's okay. I'm never going to see it. He's All right. kind of a bad guy. I he always does play a bad guy, except in this case. Oh, he's the kingpin. He was so sweet in that. Like, psych psychopathic, but also he, he was bullied as a fat child. Her. He loved his girlfriend, wife, whatever she ended up being. Uh, yeah, I didn't get far enough to see where their relationship went, just how they met in the painting gallery, whatever. Yeah, he really did care for her. Oh. Hello, Billy Rocks. I do like Billy Rocks. He's the knife... Man. He rocks. Who is he? 
Uh, he's been in a couple other things, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I think we have our answer. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Poker face. Poker face. And then below him is uh, Ethan Hawke as Goodnight Robichaux. Oh, Ethan Hawke. Oh, you look old. Yeah, he's pretty old in the movie, but he plays a drinker. And then below him, uh, the villain is. Who am I? Bartholomew. Bart Bogue. And I'm forgetting his name. Come on. Peter Sarsgaard. Yeah. But I mean, he looks good now. Around the time of Green Lantern, he was kind of looking bad. But he lost a lot of weight to play a priest in Pawn Sacrifice. So now he looks kind of like a fit older man. But anyway, uh, I think the easy, easy one to go with is Billy Rocks. He can rocks my world. That's true. He's badass in the movie, too. I don't know, Red Harvest? I don't know if it's the face paint. It could be the face paint, but he is not unattractive. Uh, Chris Pratt, of course, always looks nice. I guess if I had to choose only one... You do. Hmm. Throws like a million knives. He That's does. pretty hot. Mostly throw knives until he gets into the tower with uh, Goodnight. Okay, to let me... back up his buddy, and then they fire rifles at a bunch Chris of people. Chris Pratt just plays with dynamite. And Red Harvest. Uh... Alright, Billy Rocks. Yay! This, you Billy can, Rocks. You can tell I ran out of time because I wasn't writing down all of the things they do in the movie. But that's okay. I forgive myself. <laughs> Villain. Alright, well, great. <laughs> Whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Nothing matters. No more links at the bottom. Nope. That, that's all I'm putting you through. I did not go to the Magnificent Seven sequels or the television show or the inevitable remake they're probably going to do of Seven Samurai or 47 Ronin. What's that movie? 47 oh. Assassins. Kind of the same sort of deal. I thought oh, it looked wait. promising, and then I think I started watching it, and I went, this is boring. Well, you might actually watch that movie one of these days. 13 Assassins. <laughs> Way less than 37. Lee Byung-hun as Billy Rocks. There's a film called 13 Assassins, which is kind of the same plot of 13 warriors helping a village out from oh. a crazy shogun. thought we were going uh, the 13th warrior for a second. No. That movie can oh. go straight fuck itself. Yeah. Oh, he's Korean. <laughs> Exotic. North or south? South. Well, anyway, I'm going to let Lindsay uh, stalk her new boyfriend. Mm -hmm. If he's on Twitter, I'll ask him to come to the, uh, <laughs> the game night as well. I think this was a successful game of What Boy Does Lindsay Like? I think so. <laughs> Did you have a pretty good uh I was Rasp. thinking more in terms of we made our way through it <laughs> to the very oh. end. And you, you didn't laugh. Before I just said we're done. Yeah. Before you laughed me out of the apartment. You took one look at Magnificent Seven and said, we're not playing this anymore. This isn't even, this is tangentially related to anime. I don't, I never want to do this again. Get out. Past half hour has been for nothing. Oh my God. We've been talking about what boys you like for a half hour. Oh, All right, I'm going to delete that website. We'll never talk about this again. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>